0: Hello, my name is Ben.
1: And I'm Nora.
0: And we are your hosts of the Two Vague podcast this week.
1: Yes. So exciting.
0: One could say that it could be an adventure. Yeah. Even.
1: Let's get this adventure. That may or may
0: not be our word today. It actually is our yeah. word today. But <laughs> before we get into all things adventure, what are you up to these days pop culture wise?
1: Pop culture? Yeah. We want to go see Top Gun.
0: Top Gun Maverick, the new one?
1: Yes, yes, yes. And by we, you mean
0: Anne and yourself. Yes, yes. Okay. I don't really have an urge to go see it, but, you know.
1: I don't either. (laughs) But, but, you know.
0: As we discussed last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're kind of in the FOMO undertow.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. Which is fine. I mean, it really is good because otherwise I just sit. I take my daily walks Mm -hmm. and that would be it pop culture Anna and I have been to some to a concert okay but not not you know it's our pop culture it's uh, okay uh, not real pop
0: <laughs> gotcha gotcha so. I was it was more like television stuff that you've been watching lately but last time you were watching a lot of cozy mysteries on Brit box is that still there the...
1: yes t- yes yes indeed
0: yeah still
1: I I finished some and now I'm starting some new ones, but I can't remember what.
0: Okay. All right. I'm watching something that my friend Cheyenne recommended. Yeah. It is based on a manga series. It's called The Way of the House Husband. Oh. It's about an ex Yakuza, like leader, who has now become a house husband. He hasn't quite left it behind in his attacking issues. Oh, that sounds he good. He is notorious. <laughs> well, he, he, that's the thing. Netflix has these and they're like each episode, I think they've got 10 episodes and each episode contains 3-4 different smaller episodes focusing on okay. his life as as a house husband. And one of the <laughs> one of the ones is he's doing some sort of work with teaching third graders and the people that he's going to be there with or sort of you don't know if they're in the mafia or not like you uh-huh. know people that he has run across or whatever the other people say so you want us to stencil what we want on our apron why would i do that and he's like it shows camaraderie in the and he's just getting all up in arms about it and he says something about you know you'll be left out if you if you don't have a oh, okay a bespoke uh <laughs> a, a bespoke apron okay it's just ridiculous, yeah. but it's I would say it's kind of a one- trick pony, you know yeah because the, the yeah. All, all the humor revolves around, and it's not really story based it's just a whole bunch of little. Him going to this.
1: It sounds good.
0: It's fun. And, you know, just right. like one episode. Like
1: it sounds fun. I
0: think it, it's a, it's kind of a relatively new manga. Yes, published in the online manga magazine, Kurage Bunch, since 2018. Uh, written and illustrated by Kosuke Uno. Ono? Okay. O-O-N-O. <laughs> but anyway, he...
1: Oh, Uno. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
0: I don't know if that's the same pronunciation in Japanese, right, but I think right. that you're right. I think it's Ono. Oh, the animation isn't like, it's It's very much speed racery in its kind of simplicity. There, there are yeah. a lot of stills and just mouth movements and, and things, but it still gets the point across Right. all the adventures of this house husband who yeah. people are afraid of whenever he goes into the grocery store and they're wondering why he's doing the things he's doing. And right, he's putting right, his... Right you know, ex Yakuza spin on it and it's like, oh my God, that's the the guy who killed 10 people before he disappeared. And, you know, it's yeah. just like, I am now a oh, husband. So anyway, it's worth checking out if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Very short. You watch an episode, but if you watch them in succession, it's kind of like, it's the same joke over and over again. It's just, you know, fish out of water.
1: Yeah. 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 But
0: some of them get pretty clever. So, so that is what I'm, watching yeah. lately
1: i do have cuphead and mugman on my uh to see list oh yeah i haven't watched them yet they're only 15 minutes each i think so they're a little short bits.
0: i haven't watched the show maybe that's one to add to my list especially since i just purchased cuphead on my mac because it was on sale of course
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> it is a tough game it is very tough oh. very arcade like in its difficulty I'll show it to you later oh. and we can share what you think about it. But it it's really cool because it just looks like that old Walt Disney Steamboat yes. Willie kind of comic style colorized. Yeah. But it's really impressive as far as how much it really feels like it's a cartoon. Like even down to the, mm. the film itself looks like they've got the little artifacts in there that kind of make the screen kind of seem sort of like you're watching a film up really close. Oh, okay. Pretty neat. And it's not distracting to the game when you're playing it. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Let's get into adventure.
1: I'm not very adventurous.
0: No? Why do you say that?
1: I never have been. I wanted to be when I was young, like Mm -hmm. a little kid. I wanted to do all the things my brothers did. Okay. I just, I tried and hey, it didn't work and I hurt myself doing it. So I just kind of quit trying to do things. I just thought this in the past 10 years or something. I never broke any bones. I never did, you know, anything like that.
0: I don't think you're missing out on the breaking bones thing. Let me just say that.
1: The reason is because I haven't done anything adventurous. Yeah. I haven't gone hand gliding or bungee jumping Jesus.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bungee jumping Jesus. That looks like that. That's an image.
1: Yeah.
0: All these Jesus images I never even thought of. Bungee jumping Jesus yep. is one of them that's on the top of the list there. Did you ever talk to dad about his paragliding sort of experiences at all?
1: Very little. I mean, we talked about his um uh, uh scuba diving? Okay. Now what is it when you're still by the surface of the water?
0: If you're near the surface, I think it's snorkeling. Scuba diving is when you go deeper. Oh, okay. Dad, did you a lot of snorkeling and then also he did the parasailing paragliding sort of thing yes. too which seems pretty adventurous i mean oh, would yeah. you do that no
1: i have acrophobia oh kind kind of i mean i'm not afraid i just get way off balance and would fall down if i were up high well now you can fall down if you're attached to something yeah that's interesting oh.
0: so it's just heights yeah okay
1: Like I say, it's not a real, I just get dizzy and lose my balance when I'm up high.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's interesting also because we talked about acronyms last week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: it's not the same. Even though the game that I was talking about was acrophobia, the fear of acronyms. That's the reason why they had to say the fear of acronyms afterwards is because acrophobia is already a thing.
1: Yeah. When you mentioned it, I thought, hey, yeah, I have that.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I would say that that kind of takes a lot of adventurous things out of, like, roller coasters. Like, that can be an adventure. Right. Have you been on a roller coaster ever?
1: Yeah, not one of those big heavy-duty spiral upside-down things okay, okay. or anything like that. Just normal roller coasters before they got all fancy.
0: Okay, and you didn't enjoy that experience? or It was okay. Yeah.
1: I never felt like, oh, boy, I can't wait to get back there. Even though I'd go, you know, sometimes. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else like that.
0: Zip a no no Just what? Using a zip line.
1: Oh, zipline. no. Yeah. I, you know, I might, I, if my if my arms were stronger, even though you're attached, you still have to. I might do that.
0: Well, they have ones where you don't have to use. You don't have to hold on to the zip line. They're kind of like seated zip line. Sort of, yeah, I've seen something
1: like that, yeah, and then there
0: are also ones where you superman it, where you've got this harness and you've got you're looking over the crowd in Las Vegas or whatever as you're going down. Uh, But it seems like that would not be something you're interested in. No, I am always open to new types of experiences, and I would it would be one of those things where if it was, hey, this is being paid for for you, I would definitely try. (laughs) Pretty much anything, but there are some adventures I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't take as far as like, I don't know. I'm not very adventurous when it comes to eating certain foods, like eating things that I would think are gross texture or.
1: But you eat all kinds of stuff.
0: I do, but there are things that I wouldn't eat like moldy bread. Yeah. Or mold on cheese, I guess that's, you know, that's okay, yeah, right?
1: You just, you just cut it off, yeah.
0: Right, right. I keep um, eating. <laughs> right. <laughs> keep on stuffing it down there. Um, right. But, I mean, I'm thinking more exotic sort of things, you know, like maybe bugs or. Oh, yeah, bugs. I don't know if I could get past the texture on those. I think, you know, if yeah. you tell yourself that it's something else. Right, and you don't think right. of what you're eating as
1: yeah. And I think you know, eventually, maybe I don't know, we will be eating bugs more. Uh, I don't, oh, you know, yeah. I'm not sure what's happening with. I don't think it'll be in either of our lifetimes that yeah. it's there ne- it will be necessary. Right. Um. And some people do it now. Yeah. You know. So. From what I've heard, they're
0: pretty types. good. They're pretty good um, source of protein. A lot yeah. of times, you know, That's depending on the yeah. bug. So. If it was uh, crunchy, maybe that would be. I mean, I don't know. It would. It would all be down to a texture thing.
1: You're yeah. You're making my teeth grind right now. Oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> 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 Eating bugs.
1: Yeah, never one of my things. What
0: is the most adventurous thing you've eaten?
1: Uh, snail.
0: Snails. Yeah. Yeah. I got started on the snails very young. Snail. Yes, oh. You did. Oh. <laughs>
1: One snail. That yep. was
0: it. You're like, Okay, that's done. Cross that off the list. Yeah,
1: yep, yep.
0: Yeah. I was a big fan of escargot when I was a little kid.
1: I remember hearing that. I I didn't see you eat them. I know I heard that.
0: Kindergarten class, that was my favorite food. I said escargot. Yeah. And then someone said, What is escargot? And then the teacher said, Oh, it's snails. And then of course, you know, the obligatory But yeah. I think escargot is proof that if you throw enough butter and garlic on something, yes, yes. it is delicious.
1: There was a lot of butter and garlic on the one I ate, and was, my mind just couldn't wrap around it.
0: Is it that way with other, like, shellfish and things? Because I know that they have similar textures.
1: Nope. No? That's the only thing. Huh. Oysters are fine, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but for some reason, it's like it's it's like eating a slug. <laughs> Oh. And, and, like, I imagined, that after I ate that one, I imagined just a slug going down my esophagus. Okay. That was, I mean, that was the thing. I, yeah. It was some sort of mental image that was stupid.
0: I wouldn't say it was stupid. You can psych yourself out of a lot of things.
1: Yeah. I am adventurous with eating and with foods. Uh-huh. Uh, there's, there's really not much in the way of things other than bugs. That you know, I won't try. And I yeah. did try the snail, you know.
0: For me, it's just just don't tell me what it is. Or either that yeah. or if it's something weird, tell me afterwards, and then I will tell you whether or not right. I like those sweetbreads or whatever. Right,
1: right, right. Right.
0: <laughs> Which I do not uh, like. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a fan of the sweetbreads.
1: Oh, your dad liked them a lot. Oh
0: yeah. He definitely did.
1: By the way, everybody out there, sweetbreads are not little Danish rolls.
0: They're not like the Majorca Mallorca bread, the this, this sweet Spanish bread that they make. Oh,
1: oh, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, sweet breads, uh, glands, right?
1: Yeah, where the spine connects to the brain or something like that.
0: Yeah, and I'm not sure which animal it is either, but don't tell me.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Let's get off the subject Let's of do that. eating gross things. We don't want this to turn into an episode of Fear Factor. <laughs> <laughs> it's right, right, right. Or the Amazing Race. You know, that would be a cool adventure to go on. Would you, if it wasn't for some of those tasks being gross, like I think it was this season's trip where two people, you know, they reach a certain point and there's this kind of cheese that they had to eat with some really dry bread oh. that had all sorts of bugs in it, like maggots and oh. things. And they had to eat it yeah. oh, before God. they moved on and it was horrible
1: yeah i couldn't
0: do that yeah you could just designate me as the person to do it and i would suffer i
1: guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) like i said have you ever thought of when i think of you an adventure i think when you took your trip to scotland yeah that's the thing that popped into my head that seemed to me like it was an adventure based on the stuff that you did i know you did the was it the falconry sort of stuff, right? Oh,
1: that was in Wales. That was in Wales.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That was an adventure. And Ed even thought, your dad even thought that I wouldn't want to do it. Uh But they're trained birds, you know. Right. I I don't have a problem with that. It was a fantastic adventure.
0: Yeah. Just that experience with the falconry in Wales?
1: Yes. We had lots of birds of prey that we uh, did, the thing
0: with lots of raptors yes yeah Thank you. yeah sorry i i got that from dad yeah i pick up some of the things like phalaenopsis or whatever i don't know these things i just know what he called them so i call them those things too yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: like the peccary yeah did you also have adventures in scotland
1: well yeah we did because come my husband and i we went to uk mm-hmm. for a month Okay. We went to Wales a little bit, but we took a week in Scotland. Okay. And the first part of the adventure was taking the night Scotsman, which is a train, okay, that goes up to Glasgow. Okay. It's an overnight train, right. even though basically if you're taking a train in England, mm-hmm. overnight means you leave late at night and you arrive before breakfast. Okay. You know, it's real short. They're short trips. But it was it was fun because we we had a sleeper car. Oh. It was just interesting. And then we stayed in Glasgow for a couple of days and just sort of, we didn't know that much about it. We just looked around. Yeah. We took a train to Stirling, Scotland, where they were fighting Eng- England.
0: Scotland, Sir William Wallace, Braveheart?
1: Yeah, no, no. It was about it, yes.
0: It was one of the first, the first war of Scottish independence. Yeah. One of the main leaders of that. But you said that there was a place where...
1: I think it's Stirling Castle. Okay. Or around there, yeah.
0: All right. You saw some interesting architecture then in Scotland as well.
1: Yeah, lots of it. Lots of castles. But but we we got off the train and had to take a bus. and uh, I mean, that was an adventure, doing that stuff. And then we got to Edinburgh and spent some time there and took a trip around Scotland.
0: Oh, okay. On a bus. All right. A
1: small bus tour. And we went to a, a distillery.
0: Oh. And
1: I'm not a big drinker, but they gave samples that were like half of a, an old-fashioned glass, you know. Okay. And it was like half full of whiskey, pure. Well, scotch, probably. It was really good. It was really strong. hmm But it was really good. So that that was an adventure because I don't drink. <laughs> four ounces later or whatever right we just went around and it was fun we went to the isle of Skye. it was just a fun adventure
0: sounds like it so is there anything else that you like as far as going back to scotland
1: well yeah i what would i go to the same places
0: probably not right
1: no probably not but i'd go to edinburgh i liked edinburgh Glasgow was good okay but, uh,
0: but stick and, to the major scottish cities
1: What major Scottish cities? Glasgow and Edinburgh.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Stick to the major Scottish cities. Those, those. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying there were more.
0: Well, there are villages. I mean, you know, and you could probably go to some interesting villages.
1: There's also, there's other um, cities too, but I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Wales, you know, when we went to Wales, that was an adventure. Your dad had three things planned for me to do. And one of them was the falconry. He asked me first, of course. And another one was kayaking, and I've never been kayaking. Oh, okay. Except, fortunately, it was raining that day, and the guy didn't do his little program, the guy that we were going kayaking.
0: Oh, okay. So you didn't kayak.
1: Correct. And I have never kayaked. It sounds interesting, but I don't know.
0: Where's that adventurous nature?
1: I have no adventurous nature. (laughs) (laughs) the adventures i had that i went on and that i did i was led by someone else
0: but that doesn't make them any less of an adventure right correct it's just initiating it on your own can be the the issue
1: it is it is
0: and that's something that some people just don't get over i'm guessing it's just like you know right you have to be with someone who convinces you that it's something you want to experience
1: or just leads it like says okay, would you be interested in doing this? All right, I'll sign you up for it. Right. You know?
0: That's something that I don't think I've ever really had a problem with, but that's possibly because, you know, as far as my independence and being comfortable going places on my own, yes. it's it's something that I've never struggled with I because that in itself can be an adventure going.
1: True. When I went to Italy, I met your dad and Ann, in Florence uh-huh. I came at a different time and so I flew in to Milan which mm-hmm. is somewhat north and I took a train and I di- took a train on purpose because I wanted to have the adventure of taking a train and you know right and um, right.
0: and solve a mystery and,
1: yeah right, right is this the I Orient little... Express is this a... yeah. no it's the uh Florence Express oh okay
0: well.
1: but I mean that was an adventure doing that Uh, Not knowing Italian, speaking Mm -hmm. English, you know, uh, knowing a little bit.
0: I'm guessing they didn't have a lot of people who knew English, or was that not the case?
1: Correct. I think they pretended not to.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: They're not quite, sorry all you Italians out there, the, the Italians in Italy are not as pleasant as... The French people in France, oh. like when you go to visit. Okay. I, and I know people make fun of French people in France, but I'll take those any day for trying to be friendly hmm. and, and trying to understand. Right. Italy was unpleasant in some public circumstances like that.
0: Oh. Have you ever been to Greece? No, I have I'm not. I'm kind of curious what what uh, the Mediterranean uh, areas
1: yeah. stacks
0: up against those Folks,
1: I have no idea. I have not been. I would go back to England, okay. UK, UK, yeah. and and forays into France and maybe some other places mm-hmm. by myself. Okay. Before the pandemic, I was planning on going to. I didn't have specific plans, but I was planning on going to London and staying there for maybe two months or three months. Okay. And just doing all the things that I didn't have time to do before. Hmm. You know, I'm maybe taking some little trips, but uh, not on a bus. Not, I couldn't drive there.
0: The only reason I mentioned Scotland, too. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Well, no, no, that's that's fine. Because, I mean, these other things. I
1: kind of went off.
0: But those are the the adventures that you had traveling that left a lasting impact. So it makes sense. No need to apologize. I mean, I do have some of those trips that I've taken that last because it was a challenge kind of, you know, like I, the first time I went to Penny Arcade Expo by myself, I'm not a fan of crowds. Mm -hmm. I start to get a little panicky. I've got to go outside, catch my breath, but I kind of was able to come up with a strategy to navigate that. And it was an adventure. Walking to the different spots where you know meet and greets were occurring, and it was very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but one of the places right. that I was going to mention that reminded me of Scotland, yeah, is have you ever used Airbnb before? Have you, have you or Anne done those Airbnbs or no?
1: Anne does. I should have, but I didn't when I was in Tucson.
0: Oh well, I think they're kind of hit or miss. I mean, some of them. It depends on the. True. You've got to you've got to be very careful with who you. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to get uh, all Sweeney totted up or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Just don't get a haircut; you'll be fine. So anyway, <laughs> one of the things that I saw, uh, and I saw this uh-huh. originally in a a CNN travel article. It, this was a while ago. This is many years ago, probably f- four years ago. Oh, okay. But there was a person who went on a trip to Scotland to. Wigtown, which is the where it's the national book town of Scotland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, you know, that that would be somewhere you might, you know, because you like books.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about it. Yeah.
0: So, okay. So in Wigtown, this, this uh, writer, Jessica Fox, um, who was in NASA kind of came, you know, to Scotland, sort of dreaming another life after living in, in California. Uh-huh. So she uh, fell in love with Wigtown and all the bookshops. And then she decided she was just going to move there to Scotland and start her own bookstore. Wow. So that is what she did. She, she thought she was the only crazy American who dreams of working at a bookshop yeah, but yeah. since she's opened up it as a uh, a Airbnb, a lot of other people want to do that. So so basically, part of the adventure of this vacation is running the bookshop um, at the various hours during the day, and it's still it's still in it's still in operation now, even with COVID
1: uh-huh, uh-huh.
0: they are letting, instead of basically saying you have to open, you have to run the bookstore X amount of hours. They give you options. You talk with them about, you know, how uh, comfortable you are, what hours you are going to run the bookshop, whether or not you are going to, but right. it, it is basically a vacation where you're running your own bookshop. Sounds good to me. Yeah.
1: Scotland books. Hey,
0: It's very well known for all its bookshops and the listing on Airbnb, man. It's got really high marks across the boards. 4.91 is their star rating out of five stars uh, for 123 reviews. Yeah. But it's mostly like you're living above the bookstore. That's essentially what you're doing.
1: Right, right, right.
0: Closing up shop, going to meet the people. Looks like part of the staying there, which is only... I'm guessing per person, it says $106 per night, which seems very reasonable.
1: Yeah, it does. Um,
0: does. And usually, it it doesn't seem like it's one of those places where you stay for just a night. It's probably one of those places you stay in that town for a week. That, to me, sounds like an interesting adventure that I would possibly go on. And I think it would be really cool like taking the podcast to Wigtown, you know.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, that
0: would be like meeting a whole bunch of really interesting people in Wigtown, all of which probably
1: be able to understand. Pardon? That you would not be able to understand.
0: But see, Wigtown being a book town, you'll Mm -hmm. you'll have lots of people who are there on holiday anyway, which you could understand right? It's, I think, I think there is being a town, a destination for booksellers, book, people who love books. Yeah. You're going to get a lot of tourism there in addition to the locals.
1: True. True.
0: And of the reviews that I've read, I haven't seen anyone saying that it was difficult to understand the locals, but (laughs) Mm. (laughs) I've never had a ton of problems with not understanding certain accents.
1: You, you never, honestly, Scottish, the way they, the, the people talk, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't understand half of it. Tom Tom did. For some reason, Tom understood yeah. all the different accents. But I just, I mean, Tom had to tell me what people were saying.
0: That's one of those interesting things. One of the things that I'm always curious about, the human brain. Yes, is I know a lot of people who have problems with accents.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: People I work with have problems with accents. Even just UK English accents, they have problems with. Right. They need to right. put on a translation when they're, they're watching anything like on BritBox or whatever. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, but it's like what controls that part of the brain, and what are some of the like? Is language associated with that? Are people who have that? tendency better or worse at you know learning languages or i mean it just seems like an interesting thing that is so fractured between people and some people do understand certain accents but not others right
1: right well tom was good at understanding all kinds of things yeah but i haven't been it's like a a cpu in your brain right Uh, and and there's there's input and there's output and there's a cpu i'm sorry people's say that isn't so but it is mm-hmm. and my cpu doesn't i can take things in but my processor mm-hmm. has trouble processing that
0: recognition so I, speech recognition type things
1: yeah but it's like a processing thing some people they're more well, wires or hooked up to do that and some people their wires are not
0: (laughs) yeah the human brain is so fascinating
1: oh yeah i know
0: but would you be interested in running your own bookstore in scotland probably yes oh even though you wouldn't be able to understand everyone
1: yeah you bet (laughs)
0: okay okay
1: (laughs) it's the place is beautiful
0: oh yeah i don't know
1: about Wigtown, but scotland is
0: i can send you the link to the airbnb and or the cnn article about it but it does look beautiful yeah yeah. Just the town itself and even the bookstore looks looks pretty amazing. Wow. If I were going there, traveling for me now has turned from something you do with someone. Yeah. Having an adventure with someone with you. Yeah. It's turned from that into when I travel, I almost prefer to go by myself because I can choose to do or not do whatever I want. It's not yeah. like I've got to cater to someone else's what they want to do, which is different than mine. Compromising. But that, that could be, you know, compromising on what to do could also be an adventure and you yes. would experience something that you wouldn't normally do. Right. I would just say right. my tendency these days is I would rather not have that kind of friction deciding what we're going to do and just do it by myself. It's just, you know.
1: I Yeah, I understand. But it depends on who you're with because some people, I mean, there might be a few things you want to do together. Right. But then a lot of times it's just like, okay, I'm going off to do this now. Mm-hmm. That's how it was with your dad and Ann. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a lot of things together, but we also had days where... We just all went our separate ways, and there was no problem with it at all. Yeah. Um,
0: I think also nowadays with technology, it's a lot easier to stay connected in such a way that isn't intimidating. Whereas before, how do you call? Which phone do you use? You know, now that we have all these wonderful devices, it makes traveling a lot easier and a lot more accessible. Right. So going on adventures, you know, kind of follow. Yeah. How's that?
1: Yeah, when you watch old old films and stuff, and somebody gets stopped in the middle of uh, a forest or in the middle of the desert, I mean, they have no recourse, right? You know, and we have lots of recourse,
0: right? (laughs) Right.
1: It it definitely changed.
0: Yeah. You know, technology changed Mm -hmm. things. Just as long as you have it with you, you're good. You're in good shape. Yeah. Um, Don't forget your phone at home. My friend went on an adventure, um, went on a safari kind of adventure with her husband. Michaela did. And she had a wonderful time. She loves the big cats. Yes. Is that something you've ever thought about doing uh, yourself? Or there's certain adventures that some people would want to take and others that people wouldn't.
1: I never had wanted to, but recently I've been thinking, yeah, it might not be bad to do because things are in in control, you know.
0: Uh, What do you mean in control?
1: You shouldn't have to worry about uh, being stomped by rhinoceroses or hippopotamuses.
0: You shouldn't.
1: Yeah, right, right, right or eaten by lions or you know all that stuff
0: okay so stay away from this film the new idris elba film okay called beast stay <laughs> okay. away from that okay <laughs> that is about a family uh, that goes on a trip yeah and they run into you know a man-eating lion yeah. or whatever so don't right. watch that if you're still okay wanting to go I on safari so <laughs> What do you think about adventures in Australia cuz I hear like every animal wants to kill you. That's what I hear. Well, I mean I probably wouldn't I, be yeah. super intimidated by it. I would love um, to go there just to experience Australia.
1: I think if you leave the animals alone. Yeah. They leave you alone.
0: Right. It's not like you got flying koalas at Coming at you or whatever, or kangaroos trying well, to want to box you.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't bother them, yeah. you know, don't don't try and look and see what's in their pockets. You
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you got in there? Don't pick pocket them. Yeah. No pickpocketing. Yeah. No, no put pocketing. Don't put anything no. in their pockets either.
1: <laughs>
0: right. Don't do either.
1: Yeah. Could you carry this beer for me? Oh, dear.
0: It looks like a beer cozy, kind of.
1: Yeah. yeah right, right. Now, I'd love to go to Australia yeah? and New Zealand mm-hmm. uh, and, and those places. It just looks wonderful. And I know there's a lot of dead outback. And by dead, I mean not a lot of cities and uh, population-wise.
0: Right.
1: But truthfully, I would probably... Want to stay in the cities, see Mm -hmm. the uh, coastline, uh, things that are popular. Right, right.
0: (laughs) Touristy kind of locations.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I'd love to go to New Zealand, too, because it's pretty.
0: Oh, yeah. For an adventure for me, if it's on a trip, I prefer cities. I don't like going on camping sort of things. And that I would say that's an adventure, too, right? Going camping. Yeah. Whether you're going with just your, your food and you go up into the mountains, I know people who go camping here in Tucson who go up to Mount Lemon and do, you know, stay there and hopefully not get eaten by bears or mountain lions, but
1: yeah, Mount, yeah.
0: we do have mountain lions here.
1: I know, we do. I know.
0: Yep. And you got to watch out for them and the we do get an occasional bobcat coming down and uh, oh, yeah. chilling yeah. out. And we definitely have yeah. peccaries, but those aren't those right. aren't <laughs> those aren't as fierce right. as far as uh, yeah you know, bears or whatever.
1: I know there's wildlife that there that uh, is not necessarily rabbits and squirrels. Well, mm-hmm. no, they all get eaten, so you probably don't have those.
0: Do you think every vacation is an adventure to some extent? Do you think there are? When you take a vacation, where you're going to a location,
1: for the most part, yes. Um, I, when uh, I'm going to Canada to the uh, Stratford uh, Theater Festival thing that they have running all summer, and um, and that's an adventure to me.
0: Right. I mean, right.
1: going and seeing what the city is like mm-hmm. and uh, the, the the different plays we're going to see and. Right. That I see as an adventure. Mm-hmm. When we drove up to Sheboygan, Wisconsin, uh, that was an adventure, but you know how you are about crowds. Mm-hmm. Well, I was staying with I'm eight people in one oh,
0: house. Oh, boy.
1: And I, I knew Anne, and Megan came in later. I knew her. Right. And, and that, it, it, it kind of just bothered me.
0: It was just the uncomfortable nature of being with people that you didn't know, or? Yes. Uh,
1: But it turned out to be fine. Yeah. Of course. But
0: actually, you know, for me with crowds, it's, it's, I'm okay with the people, uh, meeting people, right? I can meet people all day. Right, Right. 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 So the social part is, is not the problem. The problem is feeling like, you know, it's, it's just kind of. I guess I'm not sure if it's agoraphobic necessarily, but it's sort of, um, you know, wide open space. It's something that's like part of that is, you know, if I go into a convention center with a lot of people I don't know and don't have a plan, um, one of the possible things that I could do in a smaller group situation is introduce myself and talk to these people, which, you know, that's no problem but try and do that in a convention of thousands of people, (laughs) of people, right? I I love new places and adventure. To me, there are varying degrees of adventure. And I think one of the key things is new experiences being part of adventure. If you're going to the same spot and the same restaurants and the same things that you did before, is that yeah. vacation and an adventure? I mean no. you don't know <laughs> I well, don't think so. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it such as such because you know right. you're not experiencing anything new. I think that's one of the components that's required yeah. is new experiences. I agree. With that, we've we kind of left off the definition of oh. of adventure first, but um so adventure um Let's see. Uh, an unusual and exciting, typically hazardous uh. experience or activity. Yeah. And then also you've got the verb. It's similar adventuring um. in the wild or exploration of unknown territory, but also hazardous and exciting <laughs> is two of the key words there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. I just, yeah, I just think if it's a new thing then you know i would consider it exciting and as an adventure but i can understand people who don't like new things too they have to be with people to do those things
1: i go both ways Uh, i mean i like doing things by myself Mm -hmm. that i would consider an adventure like trotting around london uh exploring Mm -hmm. by myself but i also like doing stuff new with people for instance kayaking which i've never done yet right but maybe i should try it and what do i want to do that alone no, no. <laughs> i want to do that with people yeah you
0: know let's go with you really quick the origin yeah one of the cool things i mean what, one thing i do remember in the engram viewer is pretty steady as far as using the word adventure a little bit of an uptick yeah. in the current generations, but it's pretty uh. much been at the same level in books from the 1800s all the way to current to present day. The Latin avenir, adventurus, which is also Latin, and the old French adventurer, which adventure is modern English. So, of course, derived from Latin by way of old French is currently what we know as yeah. adventure they have some other alternate sort of routes as far as this word one of the ones that i thought was interesting the adventurous which is about to happen and the original latin avenir is arrive so the that's what oh, avenir okay. is arrive and adventurous is about to happen
1: okay okay adventure makes you feel alive
0: exactly there's that too New places, new things, exciting experiences. Yeah. When you think of adventure as a genre in movies or television or books. Yeah. And later video games. Right. What are your thoughts on a movie being an adventure movie? I don't. Or classified as an adventure movie?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I mean, things have gotten so specific. Yeah. Espionage is an adventure.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a right answer here because I think adventure is too vague.
1: That's what I'm trying to pin it down and I can't.
0: Yeah. I've been looking up a couple of movie genres. There are movies that are designed to not have an exciting story. But I think if you have an exciting story, it's an adventure. Because you're taken on this trip along with the people. One of my favorite Movies is Hunt for red October yeah, it's not classified as one of the best movies, but isn't my favorite of Tom Clancy that to me is an adventure, but if you look it up it's not classified as an adventure.
1: what is it classified as
0: uh let you know what let me look <laughs> I didn't anticipate you would ask me that, but oh wait a second, nope, it is an adventure. never mind. <laughs> it's a it's a but check this out though it's a submarine political thriller action adventure spy thriller drama action thriller so okay i guess it would be but i mean that that kind of that's my point what kind of movie isn't an adventure Yeah, yeah yeah a lot of movies have a character going on an adventure or experiencing something new maybe some of those like romantic comedies but would you call love an adventure you might right
1: i I don't know i don't know mission impossible oh those are adventures
0: yeah the television show or the the movies movies yeah
1: movies but a television show maybe too but the movies is what i was thinking um there there's always an adventure for each episode yeah that you get in a tape Mm -hmm. or a Envelope, whichever.
0: Which might explode. (laughs) Or, I'm sorry, it might self-destruct. Or it will self-destruct. I mean, it definitely will self-destruct in whatever minutes. Why do they always accompany it with audio? That's what I don't understand. (laughs) This message will self-destruct in five seconds. And it's like, okay, thanks, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another question along the lines of adventure and movies. Can you have an adventure movie without action? I mean, because it seems like those... How can
1: you have a movie without action?
0: There has to be some sort of action. The reason I'm saying that is is it also action, a vague sort of classification.
1: Of movies, yeah. Beyond normal.
0: I don't think you would ever call When Harry Met Sally an adventure. <laughs> I mean, would you?
1: Some people might. I don't... I wouldn't, no. And there's other, like, psychological things how this person thinks about that person mm-hmm. and uh, you know and and how that goes on and it it isn't what would be classified as an adventure
0: right it uh, would be like more of a thriller right maybe possibly yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: any of these genres in the end it really doesn't matter as long as it provides an interesting story tell me it tell me what i mean adventure way too vague action tells me what kind of Things I'll be seeing. Will I be seeing lots of stunts? Will I be seeing lots of yeah. movement? And then right. the psychological piece is the thriller piece or the suspense piece or you know. Right. Do you have a favorite adventure movie?
1: <laughs> no, because I'm not. I, you know, I'm not a big movie person uh, anymore. I used to be. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm trying to think. Even old movies. Well, the, the James Bonds were always good.
0: Yeah, the James Bond movies. Yeah.
1: Even though there was a a spy, I mean, it was a spy thing, of course, but it was still, the spy part was vague. I'm sorry. It was vague.
0: Right, (laughs) right.
1: And so it was just one big adventure after an an adventure. So those are...
0: Definitely. You can do things like Star Wars, which is a kid goes on an adventure, which we've talked a lot about. So I'm not going to mention that. Yeah. I just did. Okay. Indiana Jones is one of the ones that pops into my head too.
1: Oh of course
0: that's definitely like your you know action serial kind of thing mm-hmm. the princess bride is an adventure
1: yeah
0: it's a fairy tale adventure right i questioned some of these selections on this list of adventures <laughs> it's a 16 essential adventure movies list alex vo obviously a writer on the rotten tomatoes website composed okay. this list and he goes in sequential sort of order, as far as oldest to newest. Okay. So like things like Three Musketeers, uh, Robin Hood, Wizard of Oz, Gungu Din.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not necessarily that I don't agree with them. I just don't think they should be on this list.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Like The Mummy. I didn't think... Oh. (laughs) Did you watch The Mummy?
1: The old one? No. Like from the 30s?
0: No, from 1999, starring Brendan Fraser. Oh, good God. No. (laughs) The thing that sprung forth the Scorpion King, which uh, The Rock played in the Scorpion King. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, there's National Treasure. Yeah, that's a great one. That's a classic Nicolas Cage movie. I just wanted to sort of touch on any of these movies in this list seem to be like, okay, yeah, that's obviously an adventure. If you're taking someone on a journey, it's always going to be an adventure.
1: You know, but all of them, all of them have action adventure that you you know, the kind of thing when you see an adventure, action, you never think of the Wizard of Oz. No. However, if that is an adventure, I don't know what is
0: Yeah. When I posited the question, can you have an adventure without action? That's definitely the Wizard of Oz. I mean there is Well
1: there's no there's some action. It's just not the action you guys are used
0: to. You guys? Yeah. What do you mean you guys
1: Generation X and beyond.
0: How the house falling on the witch? I mean, I don't know what you mean by well,
1: there's flying monkeys and, uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. of course.
0: Today's day and age, that's not that's not anything new. All
1: right. Yeah, you're right it's yeah, not too
0: Flying not too monkeys. Exciting. They did have action scenes, but I wouldn't call it an action movie right. based on the flying monkey scene or when they come to when they're coming to Oz. They're going to Oz, but the Wicked Witch is trying to stop them, right?
1: Right, right, right.
0: I would call that more just a straight-up adventure. There are action sequences in adventure, but that wouldn't make it an action movie, I don't think.
1: Right. I agree. It's an adventure, not so much action. Yeah,
0: Yeah. And let me just say, these are all up to the individual anyway. It's not like we're the arbiters of what is an adventure and what isn't. Adventure means different things to different people like words do. Do you want to talk about video game adventure?
1: Yeah. Let me tell you how adventuresome Cute Cats is.
0: Well, no. (laughs) Okay. So we talked about an adventure game that you were playing that is called Broken Age.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That is an adventure game. Yes. Yes.
0: yes. And it is a genre of adventure game which came from text based adventure games, uh, which is. Uh, basically, it's called point and click because that's what you do—you point and do, yeah. yeah, point and click adventure games. You have to solve puzzles and and is that the first game of that type that you've ever played before? Do you think? As far
1: as I remember, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: As someone who's new to that kind of game, is that something that you enjoy?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. I like the story. I like. I mean, I, I like everything. Uh, trying to remember. Which direction to go or which path to take sometimes is a little confusing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But it's, it's, you know, I'm interested in the characters, you know, invested in the characters. But <laughs> I, I am, yeah. Yeah.
0: And let me just say one of my favorite point and click adventure games is a game that's included in that pack that I got for you called Day of the Tentacle. And I remember when I got that game back in the early 90s boy it was just so much fun the humor was amazing yeah. it was yes. one of those things that i could not put down once i solved it and i finished the story i played it again and again wow <laughs> yeah well,
1: actually that's my next one
0: okay yeah when i, finish,
1: s- when I finish broken age i'm yeah. gonna do that
0: i would say that that's the one to play next definitely
1: yeah i you know I never. I when you talk about uh, games and all, you know, all this gaming and stuff. My imagination goes to uh, laser guns and, uh, you know, automatic weapon laser guns, <laughs> whatever. And, and you know all this shooting people and get that, get all that and the point and click. It's like, boy, I didn't know that was like in gaming. That's fun yeah. and kind of easy. Yeah,
0: you know. games don't have to be about shooting. Even things that are in, well, to some extent in first person perspective can be about solving riddles and it's not about just shooting things, right? Right. Right. It's not all lasers and shooting. There are a lot of excellent stories that are told that have varying levels of difficulty when it comes to navigation and they've kind of merged them together. There are action elements in games. There are role-playing elements in games that are adventures and point and click I thought was an excellent sort of entry point if I'm going to yep. groom you to play something <laughs> like like the killing people by making them slip on a banana game
1: Yes yes the yes. hitman
0: games I mean this is something yeah. you need to understand I think
1: Right
0: you can shoot people in that game there are weapons Right but that's not the point of the game it's more of a stealth blend in kind of Game, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is part of the adventure, which is you're trying to eliminate these people in a creative way and not get into any kind of altercation, shooting people.
1: The introduction that you have given me is really good because it is like, hey, I can play these, yeah. and you work your way up, and next thing you know, I'll have be some psychotic little kid in a camp uh, learning how to what. How to kill
0: people? (laughs) You are going the way of Psychonauts, which is another... (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. yes.
0: It's psychic. It's not psychotic. It's a psychic. It's the psychic summer camp.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. And
0: he gets his psychic merit badges and solves his... Yeah, yeah. Tim Schaefer, Double Fine Games, who has the licenses on all those games that you're playing... Made his start at LucasArts Games and actually contributed to all of those games in that list to some extent. Uh-huh. That was kind of where his game design started, was doing point and click adventures. But I think that's as far as a way to develop story, that's a yeah. wonderful way to, to have a game to write a story for a game. Right. You can almost create the mechanics based on the story.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like reading a book. I mean, you know, in, in a way, it's a reading a book, except that you get stuck on a page for a long time. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's because you're not using the, the rotten egg with the, uh, the tweezers and the, uh, the llama.
1: Uh-huh. You
0: yeah, know? Right. You got to right, right. remember, if you use the tweezers and the egg, the rotten egg with the llama, you're all set.
1: Right. I'll, I'll re- let me write that down right now.
0: That is made up. Part of it is the trying to figure out what the puzzle is and how to solve. Sometimes those games, it can be tricky to know what your next step is, but if it's well written, it's, it's pretty obvious. The thing that I think of in a game, when I say adventure, we talked about it last week a little bit, the Colossal Cave Adventure, or maybe a couple weeks ago. But it was a game that I played that dad brought home from school. On right. his Yeah. When the Atari 2600 came out, a developer by the name of Warren Robinette, he developed this game Adventure, which was an environment where you're trying to find a magical chalice. Okay. Your enemies were primarily different dragons and a bat um, mm. or different ducks and a bat because they The dragons in this adventure game, because it was on the Atari 2600, looked like a duck. I need to send you the picture of it, but it just. But anyway, this is like conceived as a colossal cave adventure, but your joysticks would be whether or not you went east, west, north, south. And it's pretty much the same type of idea. You're trying to get through a dungeon, figure out where to go to get your. Weapon and and slay the dragon so you can bring the chalice back to the castle. Uh huh. Uh huh. In very basic fashion, it's like one of the first adventure games that wasn't text based, like Colossal Cave was. Yeah. It is considered to be the first action adventure console fantasy game because of how you know you think about the games that came before that on various systems, um, Pong, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah right
0: right there's no story to that but this has a sort of a rudimentary fantasy story involved right. in it if you can use suspension of disbelief that a duck dragon a dragon duck thing <laughs> right right I want to say it was 1978 it wow. was released no it was released in 1980 sorry okay oh, uh, yeah. 1980 oh so wow yeah. If you see pictures of it, it definitely doesn't look like games do nowadays. Yeah, but yeah. it is also the first game that is credited with having an Easter egg. Oh. Are you familiar with what it, the concept of an Easter egg?
1: Yes. Okay. More than I used to be.
0: Right. In your own words, what would you say an Easter egg in a game or a movie is?
1: Something... That you might not expect to be there. Something that might refer to some previous movie or previous series. Mm-hmm. But, and, and they just, it shows up for a short time. It's not anything that's, you know, you just have to know. It's in the background. There's that, right. whatever.
0: Yeah. It's hidden. Yeah. Well, here is an interesting thing about this game and where that term Easter egg came from. Back in those days, people who developed games for Atari were not given credit, nor were they okay. getting royalties. So they'd basically oh. create the game for Atari, and they own it. And there's right. no credit given to them anywhere. Right. This is also something, I don't know what the conversion factor is, but they were making it at Atari to create games $22,000 per year without royalties. Which even... Wow. Yeah, which seems kind of low.
1: Right. I I have heard that some of the game companies are real taskmasters.
0: Especially in a new market back in those days. So much so, in fact, that there were people who worked there who basically left these folks being David Crane, Larry Kaplan, Alan Miller, Bob Whitehead mm-hmm. and started Activision.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And and so they started making these third-party 2600 games, which w- competed against Atari. But in right. each game, right. actually had the creator on it. Skiing by blah blah blah, or you know whoever. So right. that's 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 kind of what they were founded on is giving people the credit for the games that they created, which Good. is really cool.
1: Good. Yeah. Um,
0: but back to the Easter egg thing. Warren Robinette created a message about who created the game.
1: Okay, it's from him.
0: Good. Created by Warren Robinette was the message. After the game was released, Adam Clayton, a 15-year-old from Salt Lake City, Utah, uh, mm-hmm. discovered this hidden message, and he sent a letter to Atari. Ah. I don't know why, but he's you know he sent a letter saying, "Hey, is this what is this right here? I found your secret message really cool or whatever." Um, At the time that they received the letter, Robinette had already quit the company, Uh so he didn't get any kind of notification about this letter through Atari. Okay. Uh, Once that happened, the Atari executives who had that there's no one. You're you're a part of the company or you're not part of the company. Yeah. How do we remove that? <laughs> the person who was hired to fix it said that the code was written in such a way that if you were to fix it, and these are in the days where, you know, you had to re-release the cartridge, right? You had, you produced the cartridge, uh, you sent it out and you sent it out and the condition it was in. There was no updating these things. Yeah, you know, yeah, right, you would right. fix it, but it was written in such a way that it would say, in the game, fixed by Brad Stewart. Uh If he had fixed it, that's what he would have changed the name Uh. to. And I think that was part of the code, which is really kind of interesting.
1: It's great, (laughs) cool.
0: Steve Wright, the director of software development at Atari, was arguing about retaining the message. And his uh, side was, it could give players additional incentive to find things in their games therefore if we had all these easter eggs
1: oh so
0: that is where the term was coined is from atari and this first thing is like well let's start doing this in all of our games where we put something that's secret and hidden from that point forward it was part of the design to put an easter egg in every single game and i remember seeing one or two of them i played the 2600 indiana jones game and Uh. i seem to i don't remember exactly what it was but it was one of those things where you had to go through a whole bunch of you know sequences that unlocked a hidden wall and it didn't really make sense but the first easter egg in the first adventure game
1: that's great that's great yeah
0: yeah, kind of a cool story.
1: Yeah, it is. It is.
0: So I don't know if we need to go into any more of what the other types of game, adventure games there are, because, you know, there, there are elements in adventure games, the one you are playing included, where yeah. you're puzzle solving, you're gathering items, you're right. doing all sorts of things. Some dialogue trees occur. Literally yeah
1: vomiting tree is that what no i know
0: (laughs) it's like the uh did you ever see the three amigos
1: um i may have and i don't remember there was this
0: yeah it was a steve martin martin short and Chevy chase
1: oh okay okay
0: but there was a thing where they had to find they were trying to find this town and they were given directions and they had to go to the singing bush okay which was Singing in a very annoying tone, she'll be coming around the mountain. So as they oh. were arguing about you know, what they do next, one of the characters ends up accidentally shooting the invisible swordsman, which oh. was part of the directions. but anyway,. Okay. <laughs> so just don't shoot the invisible swordsman, and you'll be fine. Right. right. But yeah, and it also, I want to say like games where you're exploring or being taken on a journey, that you haven't experienced before, I think those are all adventure games. So to some extent, yeah. all games that involve story are adventure games.
1: Yeah, learning to play some of these games is an adventure to me. In
0: it itself, yeah. Trying to it figure, is. yeah. it really is. And like I said, I'm, tr- I'm trying to kind of build you up to the 3D yeah. environments right. because they are kind of mind-blowing when you first start playing them. It's just kind right. of like, oh my gosh, really? But anyway, (laughs)
1: that's, uh, yeah, that's what my mind thinks. Oh my gosh,
0: really? (laughs) Yeah. So you'll continue on your adventure of learning about video games, and I will continue my adventure of putting out my podcast weekly, and then we'll be great. Yeah.
1: that know, that's quite an adventure.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It really? was, it, let me just say, and, you know, when I started it last year, I knew I recognized it as such. It's, you know, it's a hobby, but it's also something I've never done before. And, right. you know, it was an adventure right. in itself. I think you can, if you make something an adventure, it feels more satisfying when you complete whatever it is that you're yeah. doing, you know.
1: I'm thinking of some other things that I, you know, I used to make jewelry, not heavy duty, but jewelry. And back in the seventies, I used to go to art fairs. Uh-huh. That was an adventure. Oh yeah, thinking of setting up my my whole thing. Yeah, and I, and two of them were juried. You couldn't get in unless you like had pictures and stuff to show them. Right. What an adventure that was, really. Yeah. So that reminds me of your um, uh, podcast.
0: It's a new experience.
1: And you're putting yourself
0: out. Exactly. Out exactly. In the world. Yeah. Right. For my one listener.
1: <laughs> who still listens but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but now she's on the show occasionally yeah, yeah. yeah. um but anyway th- thank you Nora, for joining me on this show about adventure i hope you i hope you feel like you were on uh, an adventure an adventure yeah yeah Thank you very much for joining us on this week's Too Vague Podcast. My name is Ben.
1: And I'm Nora.
0: And we've been your hosts. Have a wonderful night. Bye.
1: Bye.